morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. <laughs> Give us a second, everyone's eating that. <laughs> the return of Mo. <laughs> he's still not ready. <laughs> and Peter's here with us as well. He's, he's, he's here in spirit, it's cool. Oh my God. So like Mo said, he's back after like 10 million years. <laughs> I was missed, I like that. No, no, you, you weren't missed. After 10 million years, it felt so long because I was missed. No, Jeez. I just sort of exaggerate everything. No, you don't. Here it does. <laughs> to be honest, like, there were, babes, like <laughs> there were babes on the podcast, so you weren't missed at all. To be honest. Don't worry. To be honest. You see that, yeah? I'm, we're going to get notes, notifications and comments. Where's Mo? Like, I miss his voice. Where's Mo? I miss his input. Feel me? I don't think I've seen any comments like that. It's coming, don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> anyway, so um, so what we're going to talk about tonight, I've changed it. Oh, right. Because I was on Facebook. Oh. And then, who do I see on Facebook? Who do I see? I saw Nancy. I saw her Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, it's a good thing I didn't say what I was going to say. I was about to say it away, son. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for whoever he said it was. <laughs> yeah, so, I, so like I'm seeing pictures of Nancy and she's she doesn't seem to be in the country. Right. I think she's... She's in Greece. I think she's in Greece. Yeah. Did he, did he meet her in Greece? No, I didn't meet Obviously, <laughs> I didn't meet her in Greece. <laughs> no, I know you said it, man. On Instagram, she's like, um, tagged the location. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's Rhodes, Greece. And that's how I found out where she, where she was. Oh. And I'm thinking just like, right, everyone just needs to be going on holiday and stuff. Not everyone, you know. Except it's just, it's just you. It's <laughs> 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 not going. <laughs> Sounds so crazy. Oh, my gosh. When do you, where did you go holiday? Hmm? Where did you go? I'm not a holiday person. Okay. I'm more a person that is more about who I'm with than where Trying I am. Got bars. Or, Trying or to so who are you with? Trying no, to I'm, I'm, I'm not with anyone. As I'm always. For now. Mm. For now. Did you bring him any babes? Do you know what I am? I, I, to, I told him about him and all that. No, it's too sweet for my liking. <laughs> The sugar, the sugar levels are too high. Lactose intolerant. Trust me. Well, that's not a bad thing. Diabetes. Or oh, lactose intolerant. Sorry. <laughs> lactose intolerant milk, not sweet. Oh, yeah. Diabetes. Sucrose intolerant. Sucrose. <laughs> anyway, so so how do you guys feel about travel? Is, is, is travel something that you see a lot of in your future? I always intended to travel, um, but never wanted to kind of do it on my ones. Mm. No. Like I was always gonna do it with my partner. So. No, you got all mushy. I'm the same. In that's the, why. That's yeah, why. That's yeah. why. Like, I've got like a bucket list of places I want to go. Yeah, but like, there's no point going on the ones, ones, ones like or, selfies, and it's just yeah. you. Or like, <laughs> even, or like even with with friends because it's just not the same. So it is in our plans to do a lot more traveling. Oh, so you and this is our yeah. plan. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, we're going for honeymoon. We don't know yet, but we've got a few candidates. I say China or Tokyo. Nah, nah, nah. If you go there, fam, I'm putting a list of DVDs I want back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even do that anymore, now that you can do everything online. Regardless, I'm giving you a USB stick. <laughs> Bring it back, phone. Peak. Two what? terabyte. What about yourself, man? After coming back from your first family holiday. Yeah, first family holiday. It's the first. Yeah, first family holiday. The previous holiday was honeymoon. Okay, yeah, that doesn't. Like Morocco, um, yeah. But do you know what? As a photographer, um, I definitely would like to take pictures of different places. Yeah. I found myself taking pictures a lot. I um, 
I kind of have a mindset that it's easy to take pictures of beautiful places, but it, it takes a stroke of creativity to take beautiful pictures of the ordinary. Mm. So I do want to travel, I do want to go play different places, but I still want to see the beauty of the place that where I'm living. I don't kind of want it to become commonplace. Mm. But yeah, I do want to travel. Um, and also, I would like to travel with the family. I just know that traveling with Leia at her age now, she's pretty much like tagging along to everything that we do. Um, but when she's older, you can leave her with the like. No, no, no. With no, you, the, the grandparents. I don't. Oh, right, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the thing. If we left her, we would miss her. Mm. And if we go with her at this age, she's just going to be with us twenty four seven as she was when we were in Greece. Mm. Um, but when she's old enough to be able to do her own thing, they'd be like, "Yeah, go swim and do whatever you want to do," and um, me and Mum would just go off do her own thing. But you're not still worried, though. I would, mm. but at least she's there, and I can kind of immediately come okay. and see her. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a different dynamic when there's a child involved. Random question. Would you put a GPS tag on your kid like, no. when they're old enough to no. run around? No. No. Why not? Um, not even like in their pocket or something, or, like on on their person. I feel it's too possessive. How do you mean? As in, if it's just taking care of them, like if it's just making sure that you know where they are. Did your parents always know where you were? My parents didn't have GPS tags. But did your parents always knew where you were? No, exactly. Which was a problem for them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's like there's that sense of freedom. Um, I would want her to, to know that we trust her. Mm. I would want her to know that we trust her. I would want her to know that she can tell us stuff without me slipping the GPS tag in her pocket. Mm. Yeah, obviously, it does come, children will hide stuff. Yeah. They will do stuff behind parents' backs, blah, blah, blah. Um, I wouldn't want to be too possessive over her. Uh, I wasn't even thinking of like a slip, slip in her pocket kind of thing. Was, like giving thinking, it to her, this, this is yours. Well, more, more along the lines of even like a find my iPhone kind of thing. Like mm. you'd have her phone, like you'd have a phone on your find my iPhone thing so you can know where she is or stuff like that. I was just, just curious. Do you know what? I'm not too keen on it. I can see its benefits, mm. but I'm not too keen on it. Um... Because even now, like, I get twitchy when she's around different people, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Not just because she's this age, but simply because she's my daughter. So I get twitchy when she's around different people. So if I'm able to keep such an eye on her, I reckon it's going to be a bit nuts. Yeah. But like, where you at? Um... I'm in a corner shop. Why are you lying for? <laughs> You're over Bob's house, yeah? Someone is about to get his job broke. <laughs> mm. So I guess you are for this GPS tracking thing, Peter. I mean, for me, it's it's more it's more the idea of using technology, like for the whole security kind of thing as well. Would you Would you let your your wife GPS track you? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not even an issue because she would know where I was. So it's not even an issue, but it's more like a take situation kind of thing. <laughs> like, my, my Who is going there. to kidnap you? My mind goes there, like, you know. Who's going to so. kidnap you? I feel like Peter's going to be the kind of father who, who gives his, his children no privacy. Oh, no, don't have privacy. <laughs> I don't have that privacy. Because, like, I grew up in a, in a, in a family where 
my dad tried to be like, oh, not tried to be, my dad was quite strict. And to some extent, what it ended up making us do was become creative in how we're going to get away with mm -hmm. things. Exactly. Like you know, so you don't want to, you don't want to do too much of that. And then, you know. Do you guys see yourself settling down in London full time? As in like, so like I know Mo, you, 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 like your family's already blooming. Mm. So like, but like, but you see yourself settling down here. Good. Do you know what? I definitely would like to live abroad. I definitely would like to live abroad. Um, and the main reason I'd like to live abroad is because. That's what she It's because um, the pace of life. As soon as you leave London, mm. it's different. That's mm. true. London just seems to be a rush. Oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry. So London just seems to be a rush, and that's not me. It's like. I told you, me that the one place I'd love to live is Italy, mm. oh. and the reason I say Italy is because it's it's the movie sold me a dream. I'm not gonna lie, but movie? movies in general, uh, okay. it's like you see this Italian guy with like fly babes, a whole bunch of kids running around. He's got a vineyard, <laughs> and like you know what it was? He's got like a vineyard. He's got wine on tap. Just the hot. He's living. He's living a movie. He's living a movie. And it's like that so many dreams. I'm like, yo, you know what? It's not even like on a mafia tip, none of that. Nah, I just want, you know what? Give me like a little vineyard. Give me that, that time, like freshly baked bread every morning. You know what I want to say? That freshly baked bread. That like cheese. Mm. That even the even the um the bolognese advert. Well, with the puppets. With the puppets. With the puppets. <laughs> like, it's... Um, they don't become a puppet when you go to... Nah, do you know it's, it's, it's like, it's even that, just the lifestyle, just just the lifestyle that it sells, it's just like, yo, I would like to live in Italy, mm. simply because I got sold a dream. What about yourself, Peter? I mean, personally, like, yeah, I guess we're going to be living here, um, at least for the time <laughs> being. You sound so happy, I guess we're going to be living here. <laughs> but, like... I just stick to South London. Well, yeah, because it's central to where we both work. Yeah, but it's not central London. You guys live on the outskirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I'd rather... I hate, like, central London. No, I, 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 no I don't like central London. Central London, London is the place to be. Like, I, I, I don't understand it's, how... You, central London is the place you visit. It's not the place you uh, stay. I don't understand how you could be somewhere where trams is... is, is, is yeah, it's, it's exactly what Mo was saying. It's like... I mean, even Croydon is worse because I work out in the country. It's like... People are just... It's slower... People are just happy. You know, you're walking down the street, everyone's like, oh, good morning. Hi, top of the morning to you. Yeah? Like, kind of thing, you know. Literally, you actually get people smiling, genuinely. You come to London and it's like, it's like if you're not even lucky, you get run over. People will run you this, over. This, this is the thing, yeah. Um, Jamelia's uncle, Jamelia's uncle, yeah, lived in Dorset. For, he grew up in Dorset. Mm. And when he came to London, he said he would, we first came to London, walking on the street, said hello to a police officer and the police officer looked at him suspiciously as though he had done something. Yeah, it's... <laughs> London is cold, man. And it's like, like bro! People are cold here. The air... Like, you know when you go outside and the air smells different? The air smells clean. I went on a retreat. Sorry to keep cutting in. I went no, on a retreat, really. yeah? And on the retreat, literally, we were the only black people on the retreat. It was a little uh, country house, a uh, countryside um, house. We were the only people there. 
only black people there. And everyone else be like, oh, hi, hi, where are you from? Blah, 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 this and that. Obviously, if you could see a black face, you're not local. <laughs> we would have known, we would have seen you before. So where are you from? This and that. It's like we had people literally looking at our cottage and saying, oh, that's a nice cottage. And then we went out and had a conversation with them. And um, it, it was just, just like, just openness, just free, just smiles. Um, it's underneath your jacket. The off button's underneath your jacket. She knows how to turn it on, so but um, so yeah, and it's like the air just felt so fresh. Yeah. On our way back, we were in the car. I had the AC on. When we got to London, everyone decided to get a bit too cold, so I turned the AC off and wound down the window. As soon as I wound down the window, first thing we smelled was weed. <laughs> first thing we smelled was weed and everyone was like yep we're back on ends oh, no. and it's like raw no. we've gone from like fresh country air right back into the stank of, of Croydon another thing about being in the countryside is because <coughs> you can see the stars at night time yes. you can see the stars at night time which is it's nice yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to I, I, ideal location I'd love to go live in Japan like just live in Japan and like Go train at some dojo. <laughs> but missus ain't gonna have it. And then do the whole sitting on your feet kind of thing when you get home. There's no chairs, you just kinda sit down and meditate. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Have they got chairs in Japan, you know? <laughs> no, I know, but then you know how you like, live in a movie. In, 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 in like movie. in like, you know, in like the, the town town you got those I mean the the countryside in Japan kinda. Of. Mm. I'd love to do that. Do you know I'd love to live in Japan as well? And it's it's more a sort of the culture. Yeah, yeah. it's the culture. The culture, and it's like I, I seem to find in Japan there's a strong sense of like honor, respect, yeah, yeah. family traditions, and all of that honor stuff, and all of that culture is very much still embedded. Yeah. All right, I'm not getting it for you anymore. <laughs> and I love it. Here, it's just like. You're right, Dave. Yeah, you want to speak to my sister? All right. (laughs) (laughs) I did not see that coming. Oh, wow. Some Eddie Jeremy Kyle show on a daily basis. Yeah. I think for me, it would even have to be Japan. Again, because of the culture, and also because of the writing. Mm. Like, like one, one of my favorite writers is is Japanese, mm. and like the way they write is just—it's very different. It's very it's different. Like, you listen to the songs, listen to—I mean, we watch anime, you listen to all the songs and the things they describe and so, stuff like that. So deep, so beautiful. Yeah. Even just the concept of anime, like mm. there's so many different animes and stuff. What? What? No, I'm not even gonna start. <laughs> if, but if not Japan. And definitely Spain. Was, I was, you know, I was actually gonna say. I, can't, I don't feel I can do Spain. Spanish though. people are wavy. We went, we went to Spain. We went to Spain on holiday with um, uh, with the missus, her sister John, and my sister was out there, so we went to her place. Mm-hmm. It was just so chill. It was just so chill. Like in the middle of the afternoon, I was walking around, no one, and it was just siesta. Quiet. Siesta. siesta. I was like, and do you know what? what? We need to implement siesta in London. You know. I'm coming into work from nine till five, and I'm not, I'm getting one dead forty-five minute break to have a cheese sandwich and come back to sleep. And they're like, nah, 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 not on it, man. Why does it seem like everywhere except for London is nice to live? I think it's it might be the case of the grass is green on the other side. One thing that I definitely like about London 
It's a free healthcare. Uh, I was, you know what? It's funny. I was actually going to say exactly that. The free, exactly in as much as we're paying tax and all of this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for under 18s, you get free medication. With, with the Brexit and everything and the talks of the NHS being sold to the private sector and stuff like that, I'm not entirely sure how true or how accurate my facts may be. That there could be an end to that soon. But for now, it's a case of literally you can go to the GPs and tell them, oh, um, my stomach hurts. Um, I don't know what to do. And it's free. In America, not. Nah. I mean, even, even over 18s, it's a much better system. Yeah. It's a much better yeah. system than America or than other places. Oh, it's so like literally, got that. if you're in America and you become ill, it's peak for you. For real. It's like if you're if you're in a in a low income family living in a project or whatever, they don't go hospital because like they don't have health insurance. They ain't got money. To, um, someone I heard of um, <clears throat> how much it costs in America for a woman to have uh, a, a cesarean, mm. and it was like in, ridiculous, even five thousand or fifty thousand. And then like speaking of or like um, giving birth, I saw something where. You have to pay if you want to hold your baby after you give birth to it. What's mad? <laughs> Is that the same with the whole Obamacare thing? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't follow America. <laughs> I think I think for our English listeners, like we we are blessed in yeah. in as much as the like one of my cousins, uh, she travels a lot, and then she was spent like I think six or seven months in a different country, and she was like, when she got back, she would never complain about NHS again, never because. No matter what, it's much better than what's out there. So, so we, we've got it good. We've got it good in that regard. So it's literally, when you're travelling, health insurance is a must. Mm. Mm. So with this whole this, with this, <laughs> this whole fantasy of moving to another country, mm. how do you think the other house would feel about such a permanent move? Mine wouldn't be on it. Um, for now, anyways. She, she doesn't even want to move out of Croydon. Um, <laughs> it's a case of... Home comforts. Um, she's got family here. We've both got family here, and family are very accessible. So whenever we need Leia to, um, whenever we need someone to take care of Leia, we've almost always got someone there. Even moving to Hoxton, there was a potential for me to move to Hoxton. There still is, but um, if we were going to Hoxton, it would have been a lot harder for us to leave Leia somewhere because we don't really have people like that. Mm. We don't really have people to kind of take care of her, but here, literally, we've got someone. We've got someone ten minutes walk down there, fifteen minutes walk down there, fifteen minutes walk drive. I mean, fifteen minutes drive, <laughs> fifteen minute walk drive, <laughs> fifteen minute drive, and it's just like we've got help all around yeah. us. Um, and plus, she's gonna miss her family. Yeah. Me on the other hand, I've, I've lived away from my family and stuff, so I'm, I'm, I'm like lone wolf right there. Do you know where it is? Yeah, I moved to uni, and my mum like called me halfway through the week, and I was like, "Raw, like you moved, and you didn't even call to tell me that like, you got there all right or nothing." And I was like, "Oh, damn, I forgot my bad." Yeah, I'm here. Everything's cool. Um, I'll see you soon. Bye. And it was just that. It was just like I kind of just ad- adapt to whatever environment I'm in. Mm. Um, but she, I know that she's got home comforts and stuff, so she won't be too keen. She might not mind retiring somewhere. Mm. But for now, when the children are growing up and stuff, she would like them to know their family, to be around extended family and stuff. 
um, so she does definitely want to be around the wider family community. Mm. Why so, Peter? I think I think yeah, it would be a conversation. I don't think she'd be entirely against it. Uh, obviously, she she likes staying um, with the family, and she's like she's like the how do I say it? She's like the protector of her family. Aww. So she she likes taking care of them. Um, so she wouldn't be happy about that, obviously, but. She's always seemed like she's open to conversation about stuff like moving mm. out and like relocating. So I don't think it'd be that much of a stretch. We didn't want to go to Australia. My mom tried to ship me off to Australia, but Australia um, after after exams because uh, my auntie's out there and they'd gone for holiday. My mom loved it. Mm. Like she couldn't stop talking about Australia. Like, oh yeah, I want to move out there. And so when after exams uh, after uni, I was looking for a job. She was like, Do I do I fancy a job in Australia? I was like, yeah. I was waiting for like interviews and stuff to come back. How how has my mom like called Australia, called my auntie, started booking me <laughs> interviews? Wow, in Australia. <laughs> and I told her, I told her missus, I was like, yo, my mom's got me interviews in Australia, you know. She's like, ah, <laughs> what, what have you done? <laughs> Have you done deported? I think of Australia. Just today, I saw a picture of a spider carrying a mouse. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was in Australia. Yeah. Fact yeah. Is the spiders in Australia yeah. don't Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia is a place where, is it? It's a, well, even America, you can have like a crocodile walk into your backyard. Yeah, yeah. easy. Literally. There's an alligator ringing someone's doorbell. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> Literally, you see the alligator just curled up against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) The joys of being a dad. (laughs) When an alligator's ringing your bell, that's a witch. That's that's someone from your hometown. Do you know what, yeah? The captions on that picture were certain along the lines of how people view Jehovah's Witnesses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Have you guys ever felt like a call to do what's the word? Mission. Missionary. Missionary work. Do you know what? That's not my calling. Do you know what, yeah? I this might be a bit controversial. Oh no. But um Are you doing that good? That is controversial. Um I respect and have love for those who do overseas missions. But I have a greater respect for those who do inner city missions or missions within that same area. Mm. Um, obviously, I know that traveling to the unsafe areas and <coughs> risking your lives and all of them is very, it comes with a high cost. Like literally leaving everything beside and moving to somewhere that might be like heavily Islam based, that where you could get killed and stuff like that to just to share the gospel. But there's a real sort of sense of closeness and proximity when you're doing it in your own doorstep. So if like you, you're at home or you're in um, Elephant and you're doing missionary work within Elephant, this is where you, this is where you live. This is where you've always lived. You were born. People know you, and. Your, it, it, I think it, it comes with a greater degree of responsibilities because you can't just pack up and say I'm going back home. Mm. You, you can. There's a sense of having to literally live out 
what you're trying to present. I feel as though when you go somewhere else, if you're like, all right, I'm going for two months to go on missions and then come back, you know that for these next two months, I need to live on point. But when you're doing missions at home, you know, rah, it's, it's fully on. Like, there's no two months and then I can start backsliding, nothing. And it's around people that have known you, that have known your character before, that have known you now. And it's like, there's a greater demand because it's, it's much closer to home now. I think, I, I think, or oh, I actually disagree with that in the sense of, okay. I think it's, um, I think both are equally important. Like, yeah, and yeah. I see, um, I see, like, both having their challenges. In as much as, like, exactly as you said, there's people that have known you, uh, it's, it's more personal, you can't really just you can't you can't think it but you can always stop like people have stopped there have been yeah. people who've done you know done their local thing and they stopped but i think there's also um there's also a need for people yeah, to go out yes. and um, um in saying that I, I might not have it might not have come across but i definitely believe that there is need for overseas missions mm. as well as in the city missions and missionaries where you're, where you're based absolutely um yeah. both both are equally as valid, mm. both are needed, and both are to be respected. Mm. Um, the reason my perspective, the root for my perspective is my own life. Mm. It's because I know that if I go somewhere, it would be easier for me to live a life that would display the gospel rather than if I'm doing it at home. Because I have all the home comforts. <coughs> I have all the, <coughs> the friendship circles and everything that kind of led me that fed into me when I was where well, I shouldn't have been. Mm. Um, all of those things are still here, and it, it, there's a, like a stronger sense of temptation. Mm. Obviously, when you go abroad, people here only know that, oh, Kojo has gone to America to go convert all those devils. But they don't know what you're actually doing there. So literally, mm. you can be going there like the prodigal son, be doing all sorts of stuff. And then come back and people still cheer you as 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 a missionary. So there are as you said, there are pros and cons on both sides. Mm-hmm. Like, One thing I find interesting about missionaries, the people say, yeah, they felt God put this calling on their life. Mm. And then like the amount of people they will pass to go to the airport to go and like spread the gospel mm. when they're not even spreading the gospel in that way on on like home so I mean that's that's not fair. That's not fair because how many people do you walk past on a daily basis? You know, in, but he like, hasn't said I, I, I get I get that I get that. But then what, what I'm saying is like I, I I don't think that's fair. And and my my that's perspective part of, that's part of my argument as well. My my perspective comes from like a guy that I know that literally wants to go and do missions. And I think it's it's more on on a daily as I'm walking past. You know, m- people that I see every day, people that I come across. There are people that will see my life or that I get to live life with and they will see life like that. They will see it through through Christ. But having to go somewhere, maybe where you don't speak the language, maybe where you don't know anything about, you don't necessarily have a place to go and stay, and you're going to go and spread the word there. If you walk past 10,000 people on the way to and like God hasn't put on your heart to speak to them and God wants you to go and speak to someone in Brazil, why not? But, they, but also, do they think that it's a bit egotistical? In the sense that it's almost as if there's no one over there that can do but that. Was Paul egotistical that, in, well, in his travels? It's, it's with Paul, 
he was important. It was a sense of there wasn't people there to kind of um, spread that. The one thing I'll say, the one, the one fundamental thing I'll say is, taking on any position without it being led by God is egotistical. Yeah, yeah that's that's true. Uh-huh. Any so I'm a pastor, egotistical. Uh-huh. I'm a prophet, egotistical. I'm an evangelist, egotistical. I'm a teacher, egotistical. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that you take on that isn't led by God is egotistical. But so long as it is led by God, I believe you can take on that position in humility. Yeah, and but then also speaking about Paul, there were other people spinning the gospel. There yeah, were other they people were doing um, primarily. It was the the Jews are kind of focusing on the Jewish community, yeah. and then it was Paul and a very few people that were kind of going different places yeah. and spreading yeah. it. Yeah. <coughs> and but then also the other thing as well is the idea of. <laughs> The idea of um, the fullness of the Gentiles coming in. Mm-hmm. So there, there are places that you'd be surprised. There are still places that internet hasn't got to. You know, there's still places that are quite insulated. Like mm-hmm. I think of one of the careers. I can't remember which one. Um, that North. yeah, that don't have all the information that we're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still quite insulated. And I was reading books about. Um, I was reading this one book, Safely Home, about one guy that felt the call to start smuggling Bibles in to, I think, some part of North Korea, you know, and, and it was something where, you know, I think you're talking about the joy in people's eyes when they see they finally got a physical Bible. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I'd never... You wouldn't have to smuggle a Bible into Croydon. <laughs> you could just walk, <laughs> you know, like the luxuries that we have here and, and stuff like that, I think I'd never look down upon someone saying that God's put a, a call of missionariness on their on missionariness what am I saying someone's got that call in their life I wouldn't look I, I it's not my calling and I'm so scared of the idea of it because um, I know I can't even do track distribution like on, <laughs> <laughs> on Craven High Street I don't, like I don't it's not what I'm called to do at all so I definitely have the utmost respect for anyone that does missionary work even if it's even if it's just you know, like outreach on the streets mm-hmm. in your home, if it's going out to another country, any sort of missionary work, any sort of evangelism, I have the most respect for because I know I can't do it. I'm going to the mission trip yeah. in, in April. Egotistical. Egotistical. <laughs> do you know what though? What I think what Peter touched on is absolutely key and absolutely fundamental. Um, Walking past people on your way to the airport and not ministering to them will be going against the Spirit of God if He prompted you to yeah. talk to someone and you didn't. Yeah. If God, I'm not saying in terms of evangelism, just wait, sit there in the city, God. But there's a there's a there's a sense of being led by the Spirit mm. as to who to talk to, what to say to them, and I've heard a prophet literally saying. Um, what they tend to do when they're ministering to people. Leia, Leia, Leia. <laughs> what they tend to do when they're ministering. Let me just come closer to this. Leia's contributing. What they tend to do when they're ministering to people is literally ask Jesus, who would you have me talk to this t- um, today? And then be led like that. Uh, I've been on those ones before, just to just add a where they call it even treasure hunts. So we yeah. spend some time praying and, you know, you might get prophetic words or 
look for look out for a person in a green jumper and white shoes or something like that. And so you're going around and sometimes you actually meet these people, you actually see these people and they have specific prayer needs. Now that's prayer and I was in a different space even then, so it was like we're the right people. It's easy to do. But again, like I think it definitely has to be spirit led. It definitely has to be spirit led. Yeah. Do you feel like missionary work is is a single man's job? Nope. Oh, as in an unmarried man's job. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I was going to say Paul would say otherwise. There's no requirements. I've heard, I've heard of, um, for instance, Paul Washer. Mm. He's a missionary, but he's married and he's got he's got a family and kids. Yeah. And uh, this guy that I like, uh, Chuck Missler, he's he, well, he his his missus passed away, but like they did the whole yeah the missionary thing. And it's a case of the wife, the wife and kids often travel with them. Yeah. Obviously, it disrupts and interrupts like friendship circles and stuff like that. Children feeling like they don't really have a place to belong mm. um, in terms of geographically, um, which can be hard on them. Well, well, you get the same thing with army brats. So. Yeah. Well, I think uh, what I was more asking was, like say, if, if you're married and you want to become, like do missionary stuff, do you take your family with you or do you leave them behind and go and... I think there isn't a hard and fast rule. I think you have to discuss with your wife. I think you need to see God as well. Yeah. Because sometimes you might be you might go on missions for a month and then come back. Yeah. You might go for a year. If you're going for a month, it might be a bit easier on your family, depending on your family unit. It might be a bit easier on your family than obviously when you go for a year. But sometimes you be like, nah, month now we're coming with you. It's calm. Yeah. So I, I definitely believe, definitely discuss it with your family and pray about it. Yeah. Because mm. Paul Washer used to have like talks and stuff he used to travel to different places and do talks and he used to go alone and literally it got to a point where he, he said he felt God was saying no nah, you need to start bringing your family with you mm-hmm. and his family kind of echoed the same sentiment like mm-hmm. you need to start bringing me with you and he was like yeah, right. and he was saying alright cool you know what any person who invites me to talk I'm going to have to say to them yo I'm coming with my family so if you're going to provide me accommodation yeah. you need to factor them in um, one rapper that um, I like listening to, he talked about it as well in the sense of, um, like, he... Because I kind of see them as missionaries as well, you know, going out to different places and taking the music, taking the, the message. And he was talking about... Uh, he was talking about um, going to um, places and having to struggle with even the lust aspect of things and, mm-hmm. and, you know, random women. Oh, your music really touched me. Can you pray for me? Lay hands. Okay, cool. <laughs> your music touched me. Can you touch me? <laughs> so he's like, he now... touched me. <laughs> now, anywhere he goes, no he takes his wife along. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's become their, mm-hmm. their uh, reality. There's a, there's a guy that was on um, SO's album as well. He said that exactly the same thing. My wife comes with me to all of my shows yeah. and it's it's just a case of people like and he said oh because people and people say oh that's sweet he's like no nah, that's that's accountability that's right safe there. <laughs> that's to keep me safe yeah. i remember listening to one one sermon by, i think it was stephen cole and he was talking about he was talking about um how she's like your, your marriage should be your first ministry yeah absolutely in a sense that yeah, so like you shouldn't be going away missionary without your family because if you're out there, then like who's at home being the head of your household? Yeah. 
I think one one thing that we we realized early was a lot of pastors' kids end up turning out bad because pastors busy being a dad to everyone else except for their children. So definitely, yeah, definitely a thing. You know what? That's something that God has definitely been talking to me about. And he, he has been talking to me about that ever since I got married. He's like, he just keeps echoing, like, yo, your your greatest, like, the place where you're called to serve fundamentally is your household. Mm. Like, you shouldn't. Good girl, you're blowing. Blow. You shouldn't pour into other people's children or other people's relationships or other people's families without pouring into yours. Mm. And it's, it's just a no-go. You don't want everybody else's family being like, yeah, no, this, this guy was dope. Like, we were flourishing on them, but your family's just withering away. I think that's one of the things that I, if I see really annoys me, where I see, like, pastors more concerned with other people's kids than their own oh. and you can if you know the kids as well you can see how they affect, they affect having kids and then like pastors wives or like even members wives that are more concerned with like the church than they are their own you know uh, or church family so uh, what do you want what do you want what do you want do you want this so yeah, like when I when I see that, it really really annoys me because I think your family is your first ministry. Mm-hmm. I definitely subscribe to that. Um, yeah, no. Is there any place that you wouldn't want to travel to in the world? America, <laughs> under Donald Trump. <laughs> Do you know what I heard? KB said because he travelled to Brazil on missions, and he said. Um, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be anywhere the will of God isn't calling me to be. Mm. So it's just, I know that's like you were spiritual in this conversation right now, but it's just a case of if God is saying Ra, China, under that area where you get killed for your thing, it, it's rather being the will of God in a place where you could die than outside the will of God in a place where you, you remain alive. Um, I don't really think that there's a place I wouldn't want to go. Um, I wouldn't want to go to Australia just simply due to the spiders and the snakes and them to the <laughs> Blood, like, big boy snakes just ro- rolling just through. Nah, I'm not on it. Um, <laughs> what's it? Uh, Darren O'Brien was saying he went to Australia, yeah? And <laughs> he was in his hotel room. He had his AC on full blast, just looking outside the window. You say, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> <laughs> looking outside, you say, "What?" The it's like it was um, apparently it was twenty-seven degrees at night. And he, was, he was just there looking outside, like, "What? Do you expect me to go out into that?" I'm for, he's like, "Oh well, no." So I'm not. I'm not on the heat, um, and I'm just not on the wildlife. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go to China or Japan though. Yeah, same. Come on. What, what about yourself? Um, I guess <laughs> deep South America. <laughs> Do you know what? Oh my God. If I, if I went there, yeah, I, I would struggle to hold on to my Christian values. Where? Deep South America. Fam, they outnumber you there, you know. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going down alone. 
What do you mean, Deep South America? Well, what's, what's so that? Like Mississippi and all of them got them places there where cool, like, ra- area. racism and stuff. Oh, okay. Knee uh, deep. It's like, no, I would take sniper lessons. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking guys out with me before I go. <laughs> My house is gonna be wired up like a crack house. Just, <laughs> literally, just. Just like CCTV and alarms all over the gaff. <laughs> if anyone trespasses, just yes, it's on. Mm. Do you think church would be better in a different country? Do you, do you think like like the church experience would be would be more interesting in, in like another country? Not necessarily. Uh, I think because church experience should be based on. Jesus, <laughs> sorry, should we face on God's presence? Um, not necessarily a geographical location. I think the expressions of worship would be very different. Very different. We we watch uh, some videos from like my church when they go out and like the different branches that they've planted, and like some of the expressions are very like flags here and there, and the different dances. So the expressions of worship. Uh, certainly very different, but I don't think it makes it better. I think it's just different. Yeah. Do you think that'll be you? You think you'll be able to find a, a, a form of worship that's more in tune to the kind of person that you are? I was discussing with a friend actually, rec- not recently, but a while back, and I think it's that's more a function of maturity that I need to be mature enough to find God wherever I am, um, and. Uh, Wherever I go, sometimes God's presence is there, even if it's not an expression of worship that I'm used to. I should still be able to uh, worship and kind of like find God in those areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think I think worship in 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 America would be an experience because mm. they seem to have all the guests in the. That's just in the charismatic circles. No, but but like, one thing I've noticed is like, whenever we talk about pastors, they all seem to be American. True, true, true. <laughs> so what do you think American pastors have that we don't, <laughs> that we don't have here? I, I guess it depends on, on what... Spurgeon is not American. There you go. <laughs> I think it depends on what you're talking about, because we tend to talk a lot more about like, those that take the scholarship very seriously, um, and, and study the Bible and preach as such, so... Even though we tend to talk about thingy, uh, American pastors. That sounds so cold. Those who take the scholarship seriously, so like British pastors don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I think I think it's more. That's what we tend to be inclined to uh, towards. I guess at least I speak for myself and mom. Because um, my sisters actually accuse me of being racist in that most of the preachers I listen to aren't black. And it's like, yeah, that's because they don't preach what Jamelia said the same to me. Paying attention to. Even in terms of worship, mm-hmm. the worship that I tend to like is is kind of sung by white people. So <laughs> if you if you listen to like um Jamelia's done a worship playlist, all the songs that I skip were sung by black people. <laughs> and she was like, You're kinda racist, you know? Like I'm like, no, I was like, I just vibes with a different sort of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that black people don't do this, but I tend to find that the guys that I listen to, anyways, just kind of worship and draw and draw attention to the attributes of God, mm. rather than everything. Now, double, double. 
<laughs> you know, when, whenever they sing that year, I always feel tempted to say hardship, no double double, everything you want double double. Like, I'm actually quite the opposite because I find a lot of worship in like rap music and stuff like that. Yes, yes. Which isn't, I, I haven't seen any white do, gospel rappers. Do you know what? In terms of rappers, to in terms of rappers, Andy Minion. I don't. I don't He's Latino, isn't he? Yeah, but I don't. I don't particularly listen to Andy Minion. Um, I like his flow. I think. I can listen to him on a on a, like a sort of hype flex rather than anything else. Um, like contemplative. Yeah. Mm. Like the Show Baraka's news thing, yeah. Wavy. Wavy. Um, I can I can worship I can worship the rap. Yeah. Um yeah. to me is just baffled by that whole dynamic. Yeah, it's not the same here. Um yeah, I, I worship the rap. Um what's it? Jason Jason. Mm. Um Life on Life. Right. That album, yeah. it's just, I, I can worship to yeah. that album. Yeah. It's just dope. I think for me as well, my worship playlist is white people. Yeah. But only because, only because... We're going to leave members of the Only because... You know what, you know what? I thought we're pro-black. Black lives yeah. matter. Black um, worship lives matter, mate. Um, Peter showed me this Nigerian guy. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Flo Rocker. Like yeah, the song yeah. that he showed me, I was like, "Rah!" Like I can vibe with this. Yeah, that brings that brings me to tears every time I listen to it. I played it to Jamila, and Jamila was looking at me like, "Yo, what's 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 this?" Um, Mali music. Mm. Um, yeah, Travis Green, I think his name. Travis Green. I don't like, I don't like Mali music. What? Uh, I like Mali music. No, but then for, for me, because like I do like worship in the church, I are uh, more drawn to songs that I, that I can then go and use. <laughs> Within the church service. So you can't use black songs in the church service, no? Well, I don't have the access to that many harmonies, like like, like, like harmonies you'll find within black gospel music. Mm, mm, and like with like the setup and like the kind of people that I have on my team, mm. it's very like hill songy and, and that's so, so, mm. so that's the road we. Yeah. But, but 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 like them them like hill songy, Lauren Daigle kind of people. I don't know this person. Probably. It's hard for. I, I think actually that's not fair because why I listen to I do listen to some hills on like Oceans when that came out yes and then this girl um, she was with Jesus Culture um, um, Kim Walker Kim Walker Kim Walker, Kim Walker yeah. is dope like you, there's some people that when they worship it's not just bear riffs and bear harmonies it's worship it's dope, yeah. that makes sense. Those listen, guys listen to Shane through. and Shane right Shane and Shane I'll check that out. um Though you slay me, like I've, I have yeah, never yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah. I think I played it to you guys. Yeah, before. I think I played that as well. I yeah. have never heard a worship song like. Leia, don't, don't let me make. Don't. <laughs> I've never heard a worship song where literally the lyrics are "Though you slay me, still I will worship." That's biblical, though, isn't it? It's biblical. That's biblical. It's and and that's, the, that's the other thing that you'll notice is there are some worshippers that are very biblical that are saying something, and then there are some worshippers that are. It's all about the hype from this. Yep. It's more about the... Do you know what? Shane and Shane, yeah, have got an album, a worship album, mm. where they just sing the psalms. Mm-hmm. There you go. And it's like, I'm listening to it, and I'm just like, yo, this is doing stuff to yeah. me. Mm. I'm realising that I'm loving hymns. Mm. So, um, God's Servant. Mm. Um, Crown Him. Yeah, yeah. It's based on a hymn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I was even going to say, yeah. What's yeah. it? Um, Shailin. Mm. He's um, nothing but the blood. Right. He yeah. raps nothing but the bl- like. What can wash away my sins? He rap black. 
<laughs> like, I'm listening to this thing, yeah? And I, I'm just going on repeat. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> okay, so what's your guys' favourite worship song at the minute? Oh. <laughs> the song that I've been playing on repeat, yeah, is Bizzles, We're Here Now. It's, it's not even a song. It's like a, it's supposed to be a promo to his album. But I've been listening to that song so many times. Is that the one that you sent to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here now. I just, I, I just love it. I wasn't blown away by it. I, I wasn't blown away by it. When, when I'm, like, literally, I've been replete, like, I had the album, bought the album, and I think after downloading it, I spent a day just with that song on repeat before then we went uh, to the song. I just feel like, with gospel rap, if you try and sound hard, then it's just like it's, it's just like you're trying to like be hard whilst talking about Jesus. No, but then I think you can see sometimes you can see like a passion, and it's not trying to sound hard. It's just a passion. And the thing is, I think with Biz as well, you watch some of his videos with him just speaking, and he kind of speaks the same way. He just kind of speaks with that slang, mm. so you can't mm. tell. That, okay, he's he actually means it. What about Plus, you? Plus, he says things that make sense. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, for me. Do you know what? I don't actually know it, bro. Um, I kind of just rock a lot with the... Do you know what? When I'm on a holiday, God kind of took me back through my archives and I was listening to songs that I hadn't listened to for a while. So, I was... You're tired. Very tired. Yeah? Don't let me... I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, KB's album, um, who is KB? He's got two songs. One, um, Head to the Heavens, and another one, Lion King. Those, those two are getting to me a lot. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think for me right now, Lauren died. Oh, I love it. I don't even know this person. She's actually amazing. Um, come alive. Okay. Also known as Dry Bones and First. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'll probably do this in church sometime because it's the baddest! <laughs> anyway, you know what? I think that would be a nice place to, <laughs> to round up. Yeah. Um, since we ended on music, I know Peter had this music idea. Do you want to tell the listeners a bit more about that? Um, I'm putting them on the spotlight. I know, right? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's going to be like a. A live reaction or like a a live reaction to albums when they come out um, and it's just a couple of guys maybe if you guys if any fans want to join us as we go out I've got a I'm getting an FM transmitter so an FM transmitter will I can plug it in as like broadcast the music I'm playing on a specific wavelength so get a couple of guys down and we all just use our phones tune into that frequency listen, yeah listen to the album whilst maybe playing a game of bowling because it's like normally hours are like uh, albums are like an hour long and then we'll record what we felt about the album so it could be any album um, that we, we, we yeah want like to, listeners like obviously if you because our music selection will be very much kind of limited to what we're exposed to mm. so if you have any songs as well that you want to throw in the mix yeah write it down yeah. if you want to jump on it as well well, get involved. Come down, play a game of bowling or something. And that doesn't have to be gospel, does it? No, it doesn't have to be gospel. It's just about. But we're going to be listening to a whole album, so it should be interesting. You know, there are a few albums that 
mean, I know this guy's just gonna straight say G Fresh. G Fresh, <laughs> Alfie, <laughs> this person. You <laughs> find out. Kano. Made um, in the manner. Made in the manner. Nah, I have to, I have to, I have to admit to that. And, and, it, and it doesn't have, it doesn't even have to be new albums as well. Okay. Yeah. Some classics that we, we should go to. Miss Education of Lauren Hill. Yes. I want to listen to. Yes. With the skits and know, everything. Um, Most Deaf. Back yeah. to Black. Mm. That's it, is it? Another good one. Black on both sides. That's it. Back on, black on both sides. Back to Black is Amy Winehouse. Oh gosh, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, she is. She actually is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's that idea. Um, and I'm getting the FM transmitter tomorrow. I'll start testing out. We can actually start doing. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So even. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to Partners and Ryan for the intro and outro music. Mm. Shout out to Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Yes, sir. You can find us on Twitter at the Furnace UK. Email email us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.com you can find us on good, all good podcasting podcasting channels at the Blacksmith Furnace with an apostrophe you can find us at soundclouds.com forward slash blacksmith no blacksmith furnace no apostrophe yes sir um, is that everything? do you know what yeah? that is everything I'd actually encourage all the listeners Aww. I encourage all the listeners to tweet us with questions. Mm. So obviously, if you don't, you don't really know what time we're recording this and that, yeah. But hopefully, we'll pick up on the p- questions and then just just answer them in it. Yeah, answer them uh, during the session. Because mm. tweeting is a bit easy, obviously. Tweet, tweet. Got Those on the SoundCloud, like we we get a few people actually mention, like talk on the SoundCloud For as real. well. So feel free to do shout that out to all our comment commentators, <laughs> all our regular listeners. You know, I like Andy I like Darry. I like Adi. Dunno. I like David. Chase! <laughs> I like Jalade. Dunno, dunno. Anybody got any hashtags they wanna. Um, We've been plugging you every, every time. Aww, thank you. So we won't plug you today. He doesn't, he, he doesn't even listen to it. It's, it's not serious. <laughs> Do you know what? It's. It is what it is. Thank you! Obviously, if you, if you don't wanna jump on the head and heart thing, shout me. If you if you call a cheeky black to a furnace, I'll give a cheeky little discount. Mm. See how it goes. Uh, poetry pizza and Polaroids. Yep. The next one's happening on the thirteenth of of November. That's the second Sunday in November. Oh. Seven to Hopefully nine. You better make it. You missed the last one for. I work five to nine some Sundays. I mean five to eight. On Sundays as yeah. well. Well then, what? Well, like now you know the date. You can ask for that. <laughs> <laughs> that that day off. Um, yeah, come down. We do some writing, do some sharing, eating some pizza. It was, a, it was really good last time. Yeah. Thank you. A pizza, pizza. <laughs> I said pizza. The amount, of babe, the amount of babes on Facebook that I saw talk, that I was like talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying, isn't it? I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, of course not. Anyway, Peter, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, Nancy Meets is coming back for season two, uh, October 2017. Not really, That's a while away. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we'll, we'll be filming it soon anyway. But yeah, okay, yeah, we'll come back next year. If you haven't checked out season one, you're slacking. Get involved. It's on YouTube. HerWalkTV.com. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, we at the Spurs have got something exciting coming out at the beginning of next year. Is it yeah. beginning of next year? Yeah, beginning yeah. of next year. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess that's the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Thank you. Um, like, share, comment, share with your friends, join the conversation. And yeah, that's the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah. <laughs>